This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is the weekly special with my wife, Lindsay. Hi. Hello, sweetheart. And today I want to talk about, and today in the show, I'm going to talk about, we're going to talk about <laughs> the fact that I work too much. Oh, well, this is a different subject than what he originally said we were covering as we sat down. So what's the biggest thing about my inability to stop work that pisses you <laughs> off? Um, is this because we got into it a little about it last night? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, it's always relevant here, people. We, we always take Spit it out. Answer the stuff. question. What pisses you off the most about me working too much? Mm, do I have to pick just one? Uh, what pisses me off the most is that you're not home. You're not home and everything else falls on me. So you just worry about yourself and you stay in your own space and you get self-involved and you forget about everything else. And so then all of our other life stuff falls on my shoulders. Like what? I mean, pick something. Name something. Uh, kids back and forth to sports, dogs back and forth to chemo and walking and all that stuff, cooking all the meals, organizing all the bills, cleaning all the stuff for the house, making sure you have clean underwear to wear and food to eat, taking out the trash, getting the mail, doing all of our house errands. Why are you looking at me like that? What pieces of that equation would you like me to start handling? I mean, it would be nice if you were present at home for those things to be like, hey, you know what? I, It's trash day. Can you go take out the trash? Well, when you're coming home at 9 o'clock at night, it doesn't really work that way because nobody feels like taking out the trash. Okay. Or, hey, Gianna's got a riding lesson. Do you think you could take her? Hey, I can't cover gymnastics today. Can you go and do that? Or, you know, I don't feel like cooking. He's laughing. Motherfucker, don't you laugh at me. <laughs> This is outstanding. <laughs> okay. In, in, in typical Ryan methodology or in oh, how, how I coach go. people or however you want to say it, let's get real about the facts. The facts of life are last night is Tuesday night. Right today is Wednesday as we record this. Yeah. Tuesday nights are typically trash night. Yeah. T- Tuesday nights are always trash. Not always. Typically. If there's a holiday, it's not true. If there's some stuff that goes on, it's not true. There's at least... Seven weeks a year where trash is not on Tuesday. The other 45, sure, Tuesday. Okay. So the majority. It's okay. This is just facts. This is not attack. This is facts. You forgot the trash needed to take it out yesterday, as did I. Is that true or false? No, it's false, actually. I told you last night that the trash needed taken out. You're missing the point. <laughs> You're too busy answering a question. You told me when we were in bed that the trash needed taken out. No, you were standing in the kitchen. You just subjectively hear me. That was after we found mice inside of our house. <laughs> oh, yeah, we You're have right. mice, too. I, I own that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I own that, right? Like, So it's 9, probably 40. You're already pissed at me. We're already not really talking. Mm-hmm. And then you throw out the snide remark of like, and the trash needs taken out. Yep. I said, okay. Like, what are we going to do about it? Like, we'll do it tomorrow. Cool. What did we do before the before I went to boxing and before you started your day? What did, what did we do collectively as a couple? We took the trash out. And it was only because you were grumpopotamus and you're like you were thinking I wasn't going to do it. Like my bags were by the front door because I don't have a garage door opener for our own house. <laughs> Lindsay has the only one. She parks in the garage. I keep my car outside in the cold. So I typically leave out of the front door of our house. I don't even open the garage. I don't want to wake up Gianna. I don't want the dogs to bark. So I just very quietly go out the front door. As she reminds me the trash needs taken out, what do I do? 
just so I understand, I pick up my bags. I'll just answer the question for you. Uh-huh. I pick up the bags. I put on my backpack. I walk through our house. I walk to the garage. I put my bags in the car, and I come back in to the garage to get the trash can and take it outside. Mm-hmm. Yep. I took one. You took one. Yeah. Teamwork. Teamwork makes a dream work. So that's that's at least the first factual thing that went on. As we talk about horse riding lessons, I don't recall a time that you that Gianna has had a horse riding lesson that you have decided, you know, I just don't care to be at the barn today. I don't <laughs> want to ride my horse. I don't yeah, want anything to do with it. Maybe horses were a bad example. It's all right. You you pick at it, so I'm going to defend myself. I'm not even proud of this shit. Well, what's funny is that like you can come up with a reason and an excuse to why for everything, but the bottom line is you're not home to share any of the load. We will get there. Got to hear me out first. Okay. We will get there. When it comes to gymnastics for Gianna, an appointment was made for her to have a gymnastics lesson, I believe at 445 on Wednesdays. I didn't get input into that time. I wasn't asked if that worked in any part of my life. I live 35 minutes, or I work 35 minutes. You live. And live here. <laughs> 35 minutes right. from where gymnastics is at. She gets out of school at 345. You pick her up, you feed her, and you take her to gymnastics. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was something you didn't want to do. No, it's not that I don't want to do it. It's just you're. I don't have an option. There's, there's no... There's no teamwork and sharing. There's no option for me. It's a have to. I need you to calm down and just walk with me through this process. We're going to end walking. up somewhere. I'm walking. You're not. You're, you're not walking anywhere. You got the grumpopotamus shield up. <laughs> you're trying to bat away all the, all the rebuttals. These aren't even rebuttals. These are just facts right now. Mm-hmm. The fact of not helping, like needing you to cook food. Yes, I love the fact, and I have no problem saying this, and if you get mad as you're listening and you're a woman, I feel for you. I truly feel that more times than not, a woman enjoys cooking and cooks dinner. One night a week, I make sure that there's some sort of date night that goes on that I either take us all out to dinner or help I go to the grocery store, I buy food, we cook it as a family. That's part of life. But across the board, I do think if I'm working all day, I should come home and it's not unrealistic. We have conversations about what are we doing for dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. We have that almost every week. I don't really remember too many times you're like, I don't want to cook today. I think you should come home and cook. Are you verbalizing that to me and I'm just not able to hear it? Mm-hmm. No. I, I I mean, I think if, if I say I don't want to cook, we usually just go out somewhere. Okay. Just want to make sure. As it pertains to cleaning my underwear. <laughs> as much as Here I we go. That, I already know what he's going to say. There's been a multitude of times. Yep. Here it comes. I'll do my own laundry. Where I put my own laundry <laughs> in my own laundry basket. <laughs> And when I need my laundry washed, <laughs> when I get low, I wash it. And then guess where it goes? It goes back in that same in laundry, laundry basket. basket. It, just it goes there. back in the closet, and I selectively pull it out of the laundry basket until it's empty again, and then I go wash clothes. <laughs> That's how I get down. That's how I live my life. Lord, help me. You choose to wash. <laughs> I choose to wash and fold and put them away where they are supposed to go. So sorry. You don't have to apologize. Uh-huh. I'm simply saying that as I sit here, and you're poking that I'm not doing all these things. No different than when you said, look, not having the yard mode is kind of bullshit. Like, you need to mow the yard. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm not going to mow the yard. I'll, pi- I'll hire a landscaper. <laughs> and when you said, you're not helping out clean around the house. I said, you know what? You're right. 
Number one, I don't feel like I'm really home that much to mess it up. But I agree I need to pitch in more. Can we please get a house cleaner? I'll pay for it. We don't, like, here's three different people, but you need to interview them so that you can help progress this along. And then you got mad and said, I don't really want a house cleaner. Okay, so you, I'm telling you that I'm not going to make it a priority. I come up with a solution that I feel comfortable with, and then you say that solution is not acceptable. Then it just stops. It doesn't go anywhere. It just, that feedback loop ends. That's true. We happen to currently live in a school district adjacent to where Gianna goes to school. So when she's with us, she needs driven to school every day. Mm-hmm. She needs driven to school to be there by nine. I happen to be self-employed, so I suppose I could not go to the gym, I could not do all that stuff, and I could take her to school if you didn't want to take her to school some mornings. I suppose being self-employed, I could also move around clients, move around meetings, move around podcasts, and pick her up from school most days. I feel like, no different than what went on yesterday, the issue becomes communication, or lack thereof. Because I I am under the impression that that's something that you enjoy doing, and this is not to attack if you enjoy Like, I know you love John and want to be around her, but it hasn't dawned on me that you want me to take her to school. When you leave, when you've been out of town, when you've went to your brother's, when you've had other stuff going on, what do I do? Yeah, you take her to school. And I love every minute of it. I do it. I call you. I'm excited. I make it work. I certainly don't ever complain about it because I don't want to. There's nothing to even complain about. I make it fit. You and Gianna were gone last week from Thursday evening until Sunday evening at a horse show. Oh, yeah. It was a blast. I was home. The dogs got fed. Trash got taken out. The house was clean. Dog poop was picked up in the backyard. Garage was swept out, Mm -hmm. organized. Because I was home. You didn't ask me to do those things. I just kind of did them. Because I was home. That's nice, honey. It's not a thing of being nice. It's literally like as we're sitting here and I can still feel the tension in the air. It's really crazy to me because here we sit. Like it comes down to a lack of communication. If you don't like the fact the house isn't clean enough or that I'm not pitching in and I come up with a solution and you don't like the solution, what do you want me to do next? Same thing like last night. We talked Gianna in. We're upstairs. I come downstairs. Ready to dinner. It's 9.15 home super late way late and i want to be home yeah well let's let's do a little backstory on that though we'll because get there. time out stop this is getting a little ridiculous like i'm literally getting pissed now <laughs> come downstairs i can hear some sort of varmint in our oh, house gosh it's so gross okay don't know what it is i'm sitting there listening it sounds like a mouse i am not proud I don't like mice. <laughs> I don't like rodents. I don't like any of that stuff. I don't like spiders. I don't like snakes. It's it's so gross, and you can hear it like I don't with like its mice. tiny little feet. Ugh. And so I wait, and I'll make sure, and then you come downstairs, and you're still pissed off, and we'll get to that, rightfully so, in your own capacity. Say, shh, just listen. And I wait, and don't hear anything. Yeah, and I think that like the dogs are doing something, and I don't see them, and I don't hear them. All of a sudden... You can hear a little clicking and a little whatever the mice oh. are doing underneath the oven that was on because Lindsay cooked dinner. And so they're there. I'm like, okay, there's mice. What do you want me to do? They're in like the little pullout drawer that's underneath the oven. It's like, I want you to kill them. I said, okay. Currently, that's not an option. <laughs> I don't like mice. He goes, what if they jump on me? I'm not opening that drawer. I can't hit them with a shovel in the house. I can't shoot them. And I can't hit them with a hammer. Oh. What do you want me to do? You said, I don't know. I don't know. It's okay. We sat down. I ate two and a half pieces of steak, 
it's 923 and I say, do you want me to go to the store and get mouse traps tonight? I'll go do it. Yeah, no, not happening. He said, no, it's 930. Don't worry about it. I said, okay. We have another service that I have elicited to help pay for spraying around the house so that we don't have ants and spiders and all types of stuff. Yeah, like organ type thing. They came to the door. I said, sure, let's do it. Brought them in. I'm like, let's call those people. Let's see if they offer rodent control. You look, they said no. Then you say, yes, they do. Then you shut down your phone. I'm not mad at that. I notice it. I sit across the table. I'm still eating my steak. I pull it up on my phone. I call them and I schedule an appointment to have them come to our house. Yeah, I don't know how you got that because when I pulled it up for Columbus, it said closed. So I was like, well, no, no point in calling them. It's not an attack or even a, a thing that needs a rebuttal. It's just like, as things are going on, it's the five-second rule. If I don't take action right away in the first five seconds, it's just not going to get any done in my life. And so there's an issue. And so I know I, I do the best I can in that moment to fix it. So we backtrack into yesterday, which is what started this whole unique amount of tension that most of you have probably not heard on the mic between Lindsay and I. Mm-hmm. It's obvious things are still unresolved. And so yesterday, she calls me at 5 o'clock. I'm going to round down. I know she knows the exact time. I think she told me it's 523. It could have been 533. But she calls and says, what, you know, either what do you want for dinner or I'm making dinner. I think she said I'm making dinner. You can tell your version of the story as soon as I wrap up because I'm sure you're going to tell me I'm wrong. I'm making dinner. What time are you going to be home? I say, well, I got to shoot at least three training videos and I got to record one podcast. In my mind, it was training videos are 15 minutes a piece. Podcast is 15 minutes a piece. Right there, I already, now as I'm saying that out loud, I have a deficiency in my scheduling because I told her I'd be home in an hour and 15 minutes. But even just in that amount of stuff I had to do, if it all works seamlessly, it would be an hour and 15 minutes. Plus my office, as we record this, is about 30, 35 minutes from our house. So even if I did all those things like I thought I could have, being home in an hour and 15 minutes, truly as I'm saying this now, literally right now, was just not possible. Quickest I could have been home was two hours if everything worked the right way. She says, okay, I'm making steak, and she told me uh, cauliflower casserole. I said, I don't know what that is, but I don't think I want it. I don't want cauliflower. Like, I, don't like, I don't like vegetables. I don't want cauliflower <laughs> You casserole. don't like vegetables. And she said, okay, then you can just stop on your way home and get something to eat. Yeah. I was, okay. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't have to do that. I'll eat the steak. I'll figure it out. I appreciate you cooking. Like, I'll be home as soon as I can. Okay. We hang up. I sit down in the office, do some transcriptions, start recording some videos. As I'm recording said videos, the microphone batteries die. For those of you that don't know this, as you were listening, as you record videos, even in this very nice soundproof office, if you want high-end audio quality, you have to wear a lapel mic or have a boom mic that also attaches to the camera. Kurt and I's little system broke. just didn't work. Not only that, the transcriptions, for some reason, were doubling over. So I would say something, and then I'd get done saying this paragraph, and then the same paragraph would scroll up on the teleprompter. Super frustrating. But I have some commitments that I have to get done. Commitments to people that I coach, people that I work with, that I'm honoring. Not really looking at the time. Because in my mind, I did not hear that this was family date night. I did not hear that I had to be home. I heard it as, I'm cooking dinner, and here's what I'm cooking. If you don't like it, get something else on your way home. That's how I heard it. And so all this stuff doesn't work. We go from, I think, 5.20 when we had the phone call, maybe wrapping up by 5.30. In my mind, it was going to be an hour and 15 minutes. Certainly now we obviously know that's not possible. 
So I've been home by 6.45 or 7. Well, at 7 o'clock, I had a scheduled phone call with another potential guest for the podcast. And so as the microphones are dying and the transcriptions are going, and we were literally, as I recall, in the midst of the third video shooting at 6.55 and the batteries die. Okay. So I'm like, Kurt, we'll figure out the battery thing. Let me go ahead and just take my 7 o'clock phone call. Take 7 o'clock phone call, 7 o'clock phone call for some reason. At 7.15, I say, look, we're good. We, we can make this work. You can be a good interview. I appreciate your time. The potential guest keeps speaking until about 7.40. My own fault for not holding time and space. But here I am, 7.40. I'm like, all right, Kurt, we still got to shoot the video. Are you good? Because, yeah, man, let's just knock it out. We shoot the video. I don't record an extra podcast. Like, I got to get home. My wife's going to be unhappy. It's late. I want to go home. As I'm doing all that, I get yet another phone call for another business, the CBD business. Mm -hmm. Some stuff I have to knock out. So I'm having this conversation. I'm putting on my backpack. I'm packing up my stuff. I get in the car. It's 8.05, maybe 8.10. Kurt would know. I'm pointing at him like you, you as you're listening, can see it. He's in the <laughs> office. He's very stoically keeping his head down and not making eye contact with Lindsay or I as we're having this conversation. <laughs> and then I get in the car and I drive home. And as I get in the car, I call Lindsay. Hey, sweetheart, what's up? Not even a thing of like testing the water to see if I'm in trouble. Like that's how I. Every time I get in the car, I can I can say that. Every time my rear end hits the seat in the car, I call you if you're not in the car with me. Hmm. Agree. Yeah, I mean I I don't know, but yes, I'll take your word for that. Yeah. I mean, you call pretty, me a lot. Pretty close. Yeah. So it's eight twenty or so, and she, what? Uh, maybe not what so aggressively, no. but I said, what's up, babe? Mm-hmm. What's up? But not certainly not in that tone. I'm reading with Gianna. Okay, goodbye. Basically, how quick the conversation ends. Now, even at 8:30 at night, it is still a 35-minute drive home. Now, so happens in that time, I try to maximize every minute that I have. So I get on yet another phone call. So here, my day starts super early, self-inflicted. I'm on the my first phone call happens as I leave the boxing gym and go to the lifting gym that happens at 8:30 till 9. Then I'm on consistent calls from 10 until I get home at 9 and I happen to walk through the door and trying to wrap up my phone call. Very politely like I got to go I'm home with my family. I'm on the phone it's bluetooth in my ear. I walk into our kitchen which has an, a nice island in the middle. I set my book bag down which happens to be my the pack that I carry that has all my stuff in it for work. Take off my jacket, put it on the back of the chair as I often do. Look at the food that's going on. Get a glass of water. Tell the, the man I'm speaking to, look, appreciate it. I'm home. I'm going to see my family now. Talk to you later. Cordially says yes. Okay. We hang up the phone. I take off my Bluetooth headset. I leave my phone downstairs. And I walk upstairs to see Lindsay and Gianna reading a book. They're not actually reading a book at this point, though. Now Gianna's doing homework. Mm-hmm. So I kiss her on the forehead, tell her I love her, I hug her, want to know about her day. Walk around the other side of the bed, kiss Lindsay, tell her I love her, know that I can feel how pissed off she is at me. And that brings us up basically to the next part of the mouse conversation. <laughs> that's what went on yesterday. Like that that's the facts to me. Are there pieces of that story that you would feel like I might have omitted or that I've embellished? Sure. I mean, of course, because there's two sides to every story. So how you view things is not how I view things. So I texted you at 5 o'clock, 5.15, somewhere around there, and said, what time are you coming home today? Because I never know what time you're coming home or your day changes consistently. So you didn't answer me. 
you called me about 15 minutes later. So it was a little after 5.30. And you said, what's up, babe? And I said, really, I just wanted to know what time you're coming home because I'm making dinner. What time are you coming home? I said, well, I've got some podcasts to shoot and some content to shoot, whatever. These videos are this many minutes and that video is this many minutes. And then it'll probably be about an hour and 15 minutes before I leave here. I said, okay, cool. Here's what I'm making for dinner. I'll, you know, whatever. And it wasn't a cauliflower casserole. It was broccoli and cauliflower au gratin. Trying not to do all the crazy potatoes because carbs don't agree with you sometimes. And to get Gianna to eat her vegetables. So you said, well, I don't know. That sounds kind of, that sounds kind of whack. I said, okay, well then make, get something to bring it home to eat then. I don't, I don't know. Right? Right? That's exactly what I said. I said, okay, well, that's what I'm making for dinner. You're leaving an hour and 15 minutes. So cool. I think it's seven, seven o'clock. I always round up with time for you because you always think things are going to take less time than they actually do. Like that's historic with you. So I'm thinking in my mind, it's going to be about seven o'clock and I'm like, okay, cool. His arm is up and like teacher call on me. Yes, sweetheart. <laughs> so we really both are atrocious at math in this situation because if I speak to you at 535, make it simple, numbers end in five are easier to add, and we think it's going to be an hour and 15 minutes, that would mean I wouldn't leave, wouldn't leave the office until 650. We both agree it's a 35-minute drive home, so I couldn't have been home before 725. I guess we're both bad at math. But right? Yeah. But you're, you're telling me you're going to leave the office in an hour and 15 minutes, so I'm like, okay, cool. So... We consistently run into the fact that G and I try to wait for you for dinner, if even if it's not a planned family dinner night, so that you're not eating by yourself and because we enjoy sitting down and, and having that time with you. So the problem is, is that when you have an eight-year-old that's come home from riding horses or gymnastics or whatever, I can feed her a snack, but then she's hungry and I'm not going to tell her like, sorry, you have to wait until Ryan gets home, which I don't know when that's going to be. Well, that's not fair to her. So it was 6 7 o'clock, and I texted you and I said, Dinner will be ready in 15 minutes. No response at all. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, it's a little after seven, and everything's going to get cold, and dinner has been ready, and Gianna's starving. And I said, okay, let's eat. So we sat down and ate, and I still hadn't heard from you. So I texted you a bunch of question marks like, Where the hell are you? This is clearly way past the time you said you were going to be home and we're eating dinner didn't hear anything so Gianna and I eat we clean up from dinner we leave food for you and a plate out on the table and we go upstairs to read because she got new books from the book fair and do some of her homework so that she doesn't have to worry about it over Thanksgiving break so she asks then what time is Ryan coming home am I going to be able to see him because I leave tomorrow she's going out of town with her dad to see his family for thanksgiving it's his thanksgiving with gianna this year and so the way that the time works out with the holiday and how it falls we will not see her until next tuesday night so it's going to be a full week that we will not have her because it falls on his weekend so she is asking he's if oh my gosh ryan is poking at me back and forth through the microphone making weird faces being cute but making weird faces so i have a kid that's hungry that wants to see her bonus dad 
You've already fed her. Well, yeah, I know. But I'm talking about like for the night, which is why I asked what time you were coming home for dinner. And this is what I'm making. And what time can we expect you? Now, I admit, I did not say, hey, we'd like to sit down as a family and have dinner. So can you be home? I did not say that. I assumed, which I should not have, that it was implied by the fact that I called you and said, what time are you coming home? Because I am making dinner for us. Not the same thing, apparently. I thought maybe you would interpret that as we were going to sit down and have dinner together. But next time, I will actually say those words. Because then what happens is we are so used to you coming home late and so used to you coming in on the phone that when you came in the door at 9 o'clock, G looked at me and goes, he's home. And I said, yeah. And then waited a second goes, but he's on the phone again. He's always on the phone when he comes home. I did not ask her to say that. She just is observant and smart. So then you got off the phone and come upstairs. And I feel rightfully so. I'm pissed. Like I expected you to be home within an hour and 45 minutes. And you were not home. And we had to eat without you. And we did not have any time as a family. And now we don't have any family time for the next week because we don't have G. And so then it's 9 o'clock. By the time we wrap up with her, it's 9, 10. I tuck her in, you go downstairs to let the boys out or whatever, find the mice, and then we get no downtime together because then all of a sudden it's 9.40 by the time you eat dinner and I clean up and then it's time for bed. So that there's no downtime, there's no us normal time, we just snuggle up or chit chat or whatever, we're dealing with mice and you're eating dinner and so then it's late. So I'm even more pissed off because then we don't get any time and I am super selfish with my time with you because I don't get that much. So that is how I viewed yesterday. And I'm not crumpopotamus about it at all. And the tension earlier in the podcast was because I had no idea what we were talking about. And you love to throw shit in my face last minute. And that kind of stuff pisses me off because then I'm not prepared <laughs> for anything or, you know, how I'm, how I'm going to handle a situation. So it just takes me a minute. But we talked about it last night for a while because I said, look, I'm frustrated. Like this pissed me off. And I laughed at you last night, too. And you laughed at me. It's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Why are you going to laugh at me when I'm mad? Let me be mad for a second. Sure. <laughs> sure. So, no. The, I, I understand that it is a building of your brand and your coaching and CBD and whatever else we've got going on. But to have you come home at 9 o'clock... 8.30 to 9 o'clock consistently is rough for everybody because then you don't get any downtime or just decompression time to yourself or let alone with family. And then we, of course, don't get much time with you because Gianna goes to bed at 9.30. So, you know, we're, we we just have to kind of figure that. I know it won't always be that way where you're home late, but it sucks for the most part when it's consistent for weeks. When I talked to my mom earlier today, she was like, what are you guys doing tomorrow for Thanksgiving? I said, we're doing nothing, but I actually get a day with my husband and I haven't like really seen him all week. I was gone all weekend. You were gone the weekend before that and the weekend before that. So we've not just had like a down day. He's making funny faces again at me. I'm just trying to trying to process my thoughts right now. <laughs> All real time. 
Yeah, so I'd like to I'd like to be quiet for just a moment. Oh. Because this is one of those situations where on my side of the table, my perception becomes my reality. Mm-hmm. And ditto. And so the perception that I have of the what you just brushed over very broadly. So of course I had the team from Code come to town, right? And the people from Connecticut and Chicago and Miami. Everybody yeah, came to town. Yeah, we discussed that on last week's podcast. Yeah, came to town over the course of a weekend, and so they came to town Friday. I wasn't with them Friday night. I was with the family. They hung up the phone. Like came to dinner with you and G and did whatever. I spent a lot of time Saturday and Sunday, so I didn't have any downtime. But even that, we at least had dinner as a family. They were there. I want. I'm yeah, always wanting to introduce night. you. Yep. And then Sunday, Gianna goes to her father's house, and it's you and I. And you and I do get to spend time together that Sunday night. The following week, I go to Texas for a speaking event, help one of the guys from Warrior Out, a close friend of mine, Dr. Michael Buffington. And I'm down there. I leave Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. And instead of staying all the way through the event on Saturday and flying home Sunday like was agreed to and planned, I book a ticket that gets me home at 6 p.m. on Saturday so I can spend time with you because mm-hmm. it's our time together. Yeah. And so we do that, and we spend all day Sunday together. Mm-hmm. And then the week gets rolling, and in my mind with the week, Mondays are typically Lindsay and I's date night. We do not have Gianna ever on Monday. She's always with her father. On Tuesdays, the way that I view it, you and her have horse riding lessons every Tuesday. In my mind, those don't typically get wrapped up, and you guys aren't home until 7.30 or 8 o'clock, so I'm certainly not rushing to get home to be there by myself when I have stuff to do. Wednesday, she has gymnastics, and I really, with my schedule currently, I can't make it to gymnastics at 4.45. Like I've, I've, I've built things in place where I can't, I've made other commitments that make it so I can't make it there, and that's bad to say out loud, but it's truthful. I can't make that happen. So I know that 5.45 or 4.45 to 5.45, she's got gymnastics. Mm-hmm. I know that after that, typically your parents want to go out to eat, and it's, it's this thing as a family. And so you're not really done with that till 7. So I'm not rushing to try to make it by 5.45 because I'm just not at that point. Like you guys are going to dinner with your, your parents, and it's cool. Go have that dinner. Thursday, then you also have horse riding lessons. And those horse riding lessons, again, don't typically get wrapped up till 7.30 or 8. You've tried to recalibrate some of that, and sometimes you can get done earlier, but in my mind, you're not home until 7.30 or 8 on Thursday. It happened to be last week, then you and Gianna decided, rightfully so, you want to go to a horse show that's out of town. It wasn't in Columbus, almost two hours away, hour and a half, whatever it is. And so you leave Thursday after school, and you are gone until Sunday night. And Sunday night's not early, it's 7 o'clock. But in that, we have our conversations. Like, what do you guys want to do for dinner? What do we, like, when you come home, we can spend some time together as a family. I am home. I am present. I'm there. Mm-hmm. And then here we are on abbreviated week where yeah. it's super short. And yesterday being Tuesday was a night that surprised me you didn't have horse riding lessons. You had shared that with me at some point throughout the day that lessons, it might have been at the gym in the morning, actually. But in my mind, that was a surprise to me because Tuesdays and Thursdays are horse riding lessons. Wednesdays are like those are that's like yeah the horses are coming off a four day show so they get time off. But that's what that's that's what's running in my in my mind like that's how my life is scheduled now. And so when you share all these things with me, it confuses me because two days a week at least you and Jana aren't home before seven. Yeah, like correct. Just, it, seven o'clock is kind of what we shoot for, yeah. Earliest, like really more times than not at 7.30, like is the earliest on Tuesdays and Thursdays. 
Maybe. Yeah, I, I, before as I move getting, stuff around, yeah. As it's getting into the winter and the horses don't need their things wrapped up and this sprayed <laughs> with hoses and all the stuff that goes, like, I get it's not taking <laughs> quite as long, stuff, but yeah. it's still 7.30 for more times than that. You, you and John are not rushing to leave the horse barn ever. Like, let's not call it something that it's not. You both enjoy it. I work incredibly hard to be able to afford the luxury of you and her spending as much time at the barn and going to horse shows as you want to. Correct. We make jokes about it. We laugh about it. Horses as a hobby cost more than most people's mortgages that are listening right now. Just as a hobby. That takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And this is not a thing of like, I'm not a dick with an ATM. Like, that's not how I view myself. Right. But it's something to me, it's not even a, a balancing act. It's a fact of that this money is not going to come from the sky. Like, it's going to take some hard work and it's going to take some building. And you're, you're typically very supportive. But in situations like this where we are afforded the luxury where currently – currently at least with what's going on your necessity to do work inside of our business i feel like is not typically more than two hours a day right and so that affords a lot of luxuries on both sides of like you don't you can take gianna to school and you could work from noon until two and then hang out and have some time for yourself and do whatever you want whether that's shopping or work on the house and then you can also go to get her at 345 but if you want her to stay in latchkey and not pick her up till 530 because that's what you're into because you want to do something else like that's also okay because that's the life that we've chosen to design for ourselves mm -hmm. because I could of course go to an eight o'clock in the morning, show up at the office job that ends up at five and I could fight rush hour and be home by six and I could figure that out gladly. Yeah, I could too. That's just not our current reality. And so when I try to solve for the issues that come up, such as house cleaner, such as mice and making phone calls like this in the pounding my chest thing, it's like, I know I only have so much available time in the day. And I know as I'm sitting here saying this and this episode's getting long in the tooth, I still am working on time management. Like I don't have all this figured out at all. I'm not able to hear everything you're saying all the time. I need to get you access to my calendar so you can see the stuff that's going on. Like I have a, a coaching call today from 5.30 to 6.30. Mm -hmm. None of my calls, if you were listening, I don't ever put a fucking stopwatch on my phone calls, ever. Yeah, If no, you're I've paying me you to work with me, if you're investing in yourself and investing in me, I'll be damned if I'm cutting you off in an hour. Like, I'm always going to give you more than you think you should get or more than you paid for. So it's not an hour. It's an hour and 10 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes. Right. I'm never going to change that because that's who I am. But it can't be subjective. Like, that pouring into people, I, I know I need to pour into myself. Like, I, I don't mm -hmm. know the last time I've just made... Last weekend, we got ladies were at the horse yeah. show. I can I could say I made time for myself. I read a bunch of books. I did a lot of stuff just for me. But like in a normal operating week, I don't make time to go do something for myself. I know. We've talked I'm, about that a lot. I'm in a consistent rush to serve those people that I'm working with, mm -hmm. be home and serve you and Gianna the best I can, be present, be there. I do need to do a better job. Like that's that's what then comes into the message from this morning. You have heard last week. I believe I read some of the messages that I share with Lindsay and Gianna this morning. Message this morning before I go to boxing is good morning, good morning, gorgeous. I love it when you are a grumpy cat with me. It shows me just how much you care. It also shows me how easy it is for our communication to break down and missed opportunities to arise because of me being focused on me and being stubborn, serving everyone else instead of myself and my family. I love you and thank you for being mean to me. <laughs> Now, that's meant with heartfelt, heartfelt sincerity. Like, I get it. Like, this is not a thing as you're listening right now. I am not saying that I am right. 
I'm not saying that I enjoy not being home. I'm not saying that building a business is an excuse for missing out on the family. I'm saying that in a microcosm of any one day, I'm going to continue to make mistakes. I just try to narrow those mistakes down over time. Right. And you're not the only one. Some still arise. Some don't ever come up again. And yesterday, it was honest thing of the minute you told me you could get food on the way home. Yeah, to you that spoke it, it, a different language. It I get it. Triggered yeah, something we in my mind of like, night. who the fuck cares? Like, we're making dinner. I'm, I'm, John and I are home mm-hmm. making dinner. It'll be here when you get home. If you don't like what we're cooking, no big deal. Get yourself something else. Right. Hundred percent how I heard it. I didn't mean it as an asshole thing, and that's not how you took it. But yeah. But it's just like that was what was in my mind. So when I come home and you're mad at me. And it's never an excuse, but this is, I think, so important for you as you're listening. If you're in a, in a relationship or have just gotten out of one or ever want to be in one again, you are so focused on the moment and being pissed off because you think that I have let you down and I have let you down that it's almost impossible for you in that moment to realize that my day started two hours earlier than yours and has been going nonstop all day doing everything I can to provide for myself and for my family. And so when I come home at 9 o'clock and I'm still on the phone, it's never meant to be disrespectful to the family. It's meant to align myself to keep propelling myself, my career, and our family forward. Yeah, and of course we know that, but we also, G and I both, one, we want the time with you and we appreciate and, and cherish that time. And two, we don't like to see you doing things that are always for others instead of yourself like we've talked about that before too like when we say those things it's not because we're upset that you're not with us of course we'll always take you with us but it's that you're working so much that there's no decompression reset time for you and so to see that makes me go oh my gosh like he needs everybody needs to leave him alone for a second he needs a break and sometimes that also means you though yeah and Gianna sure Like, I hear you that you're not, like, that it's about that when I walk in the door. But it's not always. Like, it's just not always. And it just gets super frustrating to me Mm -hmm. from this side of the table to have be be something so simple as communication that we still don't all. I mean, if you were listening and you, I get, we both get several messages a week after our shows air about you love our podcast and I couldn't be more appreciative. Like, truly, it means the yeah. world to me to get those messages. Yeah, exactly. We don't have this shit all figured out. No, we still work at this every single day. Every day we work at it. Because, like, last night, Lindsay's pissed at me, and I'm thinking, man, I put in literally, like, a 13-hour day. And it's cool. Like, I'm home. I'm not even grumpy. Like, my phone's downstairs. Like, I walk in the door. I'm trying yeah. to wrap up a phone call. I'm, I'm, I'm present in the moment that I'm in. Right, like I'm, my mind's nowhere else when I walk up those stairs. And you are good at that. And so in my mind, so I can say it to you, when we plan date nights, you and I, mm-hmm. John and I, and you, John and I, that in my mind almost gives me a pass for the other four days of the week. Oh, I'd not heard you say it like that before. Okay. Where I know if I'm pouring into you at least those three days, that in my mind, especially as there's horse riding, there's all of the stuff that goes on, you two are doing your own thing. Yeah, we have our own thing. So, like, I got three days where I'm family stuff. You guys have at least two days that's G and mom Us. horse stuff. Yep. 
really I can throw in gymnastics in there, kind of squint, look at half a point, half a day. <laughs> I said six days, right? Like that are just itemized. And on the seventh day, we typically spend together anyways without a quote unquote scheduled time. Yeah. And so if there's things where you are requiring or you would enjoy or you say, look, it's really important that you're home every day at 730, then I'll do everything in my power to leave here at 7 o'clock every day and be home by 730. You just have to communicate it to me and say it in a way that I can hear it and not in the middle of the day, like in a time where we're both focused. Mm -hmm. Because as I'm calling you in between clients or in between phone calls or marketing or whatever the fuck is going on, when I call you, it's to let you know I care about you. It's not that I can truly in that moment, in the three and a half minutes I have I can only be so present right oh and I understand that and like we've talked about it many times it's not about what time you're home it's you know about the time that we get to spend together but that's not true and that's where some of this breakdown happens it is about the time I get home I guess for yeah I guess that's true in for when G goes to bed at nine like we have the rule she's got to be in her room at nine lights out nine thirty that half an hour she can decompress and do whatever she wants with her time read play game or her computer or something but then that's time that we have because we like to get to bed <laughs> probably like nine thirty two, like old people but um you know she wants that time with you selfishly yeah and so do you like that's that's yeah. the thing like the time does matter like we have to stop running from the truth of the situation well, i don't think that sure but i don't think that like nine o'clock is not always a typical for you I mean, almost if you're never home, right so if you're home 7 30 to 8 30 then there's at least that time that she gets to see you before she goes to bed okay so now we've addressed the initial issue we've spoken about it from both perspectives we've realized that we both in different situations have done the same thing mm-hmm. we've decided that we want a different possibility on the backside. we just have to talk about how to implement what that new possibility is right and this is coaching 101 this is how if you're ever curious of how this works, like the same conversation, the same banter is so much of how coaching in my practice works. People have issues, right? No, no life is perfect. And it could be an issue in your body being, your balance, or your business. It could be an issue in all four in one week. We do the same process in a different manner. Then we decide what we want on the backside. And you want more time with me, and I want more time with you. I want to be home more. Mm-hmm. But in that, it's a two-way street, right? Because I'm not the only one that's not home. Correct. So what time are we now committing as a family to try to be home Every night. Oh, I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. It's I not. would I would say between seven thirty and eight o'clock. Like that would be. Nope. Betweens don't work. Absolutes are the only thing you can measure. Hmm. It's truthful. Like to me, if we're going to play this game, if we're going to have these conversations, and it needs to be seven. Let's say seven thirty. Or say seven forty-five. Like. There's no reason with you you and Gianna riding horses, it's a leisure activity that you both enjoy. It's a sport and a hobby, but you can experience the same time under tension to get home at a certain time and not be willy-nilly and like, you should have to rush too. Mm-hmm. So what's our time commitment? I like 7.45. So 7.45 is when we're agreeing to make it home every night. Okay. That's a question. Not yes. Okay. What are we going to do to ensure that actually happens? On our side, for G and I on those Tuesdays and Thursday nights, like we can move around the times we ride somewhat easily. There's a schedule that doesn't 
that I have no control over, but something that I can request in so that when we're off our horses, cleaning up the stuff, putting the horses away and all that, that we can be home by 745. That said with so little confidence. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine, confident. Fine as a man is always what you want to hear. <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. I'm con- yeah. I'm confident. We can do that. Do you want to do that? Wednesday night is easy because she's done at six. Do you want to do that? Of course. Okay. Then it's as simple as I have to leave here by 710 every night. 710 should get me home at 745. I can really say 7 o'clock, knowing that it's going to take a little longer to leave or lock up the doors or whatever happens. So I have Kurt and 15,000 or so of you that are listening that realize <laughs> Kurt's now that, probably happy about leaving at 715. <laughs> that now 7 o'clock I have to leave to get home on time. And that when are we going to have our conversations if things are going to change? I'm sorry, what? So there's going to come a time where there's a new variable in the equation. Oh, yes, of course. It's the way it happens. Should we agree to have those conversations on Sunday, mapping out our next week? Yeah, which is what we typically do, right? Yeah. Sundays are usually the kind of family schedules, see what the hell's going on for the week day. These are all the things that as you're listening, this little exercise is what will turn you from a good person, good in your business, good in your relationship, to great if you literally implement it over and over again. Because you're eliminating variables, right? Like in this conversation, you heard Lindsay was literally pissed off at me when we started. You'll see it on the video. She she was not fucking happy. And I was getting mad having to even have the conversation again. Because she's too damn busy chiming up being an Italian woman. But that's also why I was pissed. (laughs) Like, we already went through this. Don't bring it back up. But it's not resolved (laughs) yet because we hadn't come out something on the backside. Like, that's part of how all this shit keeps breaking down is there's no actual resolution in people's lives. Yeah, we didn't implement a check-in. Well, yeah, there was nothing on the backside. Right. I'm pissed at you, and okay, great, thank you. Are you done being pissed at me? Well, kind of. <laughs> great, have a good day, me too. Like, doesn't solve anything. Right. The solving comes from realizing that we have both done the same thing, realizing we both don't like the way it makes us feel. The breakdown in communication happened. Realize that we both want a different opportunity, coming up with a plan that serves both of us, then figuring out actionable steps to implement that plan, and having a check-in to see if the plan actually worked. Mm-hmm. That's it. But that's like... of everything. Yes. It's not overly complicated. I literally paid tens of thousands of dollars to do this. (laughs) It's crazy. I'm being facetious. It's a lot more in depth than this. But I am glad that we were able to come to a resolution that is suitable for both of us. Me too, babe. I love it when that happens. Yes. And I would like to have intimate time. Because when you're grumpy with me, we have no intimate time. I know. <laughs> it makes me sad inside. <laughs> yeah, last night you didn't get any last night. <laughs> I got nothing. I got I got a back and then the emperor, which he I was refer holding to as, the dog as Roman. Roman the brown pit bull is very soft. He came in between us. We were holding hands still, you and I. Yes, and he was in between us, and I put my arm over him. And he was very happy, and I was very happy. But Lindsay was mad because I had shunned her because I didn't want to hold her anymore. Yeah, he rolled over. He's like, I'm done. I'm going to bed. Because he was holding me. And I said, okay. And then Roman climbed in. And I'm like, you're holding the fucking dog? you got to be kidding me. The emperor has – there'll be a time where I figure out how to get the – in 1,460 <laughs> – Yeah, in 1,460 episodes, there'll be something that comes out in the next three years that there'll be a way to hear what dogs say. Oh. And I'm going to have Roman on the show. Roman would be amazing. He's got he's got world secrets inside of him. 
He's connected to the universe. Brian is convinced this dog is part human or has been reincarnated from some emperor long ago, which is why he calls Roman the emperor. It is the pit bull emperor. Roman's a man. <laughs> I'll, I'll wrap up the show. I appreciate being able to walk really walk the block with you. We did. We walked the block. It's nice for everybody to see because we do get all those messages about you guys are perfect and you how do you do this and how do you? we're not. We work at this every freaking day and it's still not perfect, but we just, you know, communicate and talk about it and move forward. Yeah, you might work at it every day. It's pretty obvious I don't work at it every day. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just barely show up, right? Just coast into the weekend. That's right. Uh-huh. No. So wrap it up. End the show. You want to wrap it up? Mm-hmm. How do you want? I don't know how to wrap it up, honestly. You you have such a good wrap-up technique that you've perfected over your 213 episodes, maybe? Perhaps. Is it, is it 213? So I would encourage you as you were listening to take the advice, not of the long-winded part. If you've made it to this part of the show, there was that actionable item at the end. Mm. We're able to take... Anything that you are not agreeing with someone on, get real about the facts, find relevancy as it pertains to your life, find focus on a new possibility, and then come up with an idea to execute and a check-in to make sure you can actually make a change on it. That applies to all four areas of your life, although we typically only discuss three. Whether you're trying to get a higher connection or a deeper connection to a higher power, God, church, doesn't matter. Things aren't going quite right with your spouse, significant other, boyfriend or girlfriend. Your job is a little off kilter. You don't understand why you're not performing the way you want to. Or your body is shit and you're not losing weight and you're frustrated with it. This process and methodology will help solve a lot of your issues. And when you implement this process day over day, you'll find that you're able to get shit done.